Welcome everyone to another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And we have a great episode for you. If you are a business owner, a business investor, a real estate uh, investor, this is the episode for you. If you've ever wanted access to capital, here is a great, great conversation that also will lead to a lot of action. If you're looking for a place uh, where you can actually get private financing, we have a preferred partner for you here at Black Equity Network. Now, before we get into today's conversation, I want to give a little bit of uh, backdrop here. Uh, one of my favorite books currently is The Richest Man in Babylon by George S. Klassen. It talks about the success secrets of the ancients. And there's so many great um, parallels to what we're working on here at Black Equity Network. Uh, but there's a chapter in it that just stands out to me over and over and over again. Every time I read it, oh my goodness, it just stands out. The actual chapter is called The Gold Lender of Babylon. The Gold Lender of Babylon. I want to read a few passages out of The Gold Lender of Babylon. All right. So what power is in those coins? They could purchase anything that you would desire. A grand house, land, cattle, camels, horses, chariots, whatever he might desire. Now, I'm reading a chapter out of or a portion out of the gold lender of Babylon. So here's the next part that really uh, pays attention to some of the things we're going to talk about today. Gold bringeth unto its processor responsibility and a changed position with his fellow man. I'll read that again. Gold bringeth unto his processor responsibility and a changed position with his fellow man. Also, another passage. Borrowing and lending. In borrowing and lending, there is more than the passing of gold from hand to hand. Okay? So I want you to know that there are some really great things we're going to discuss here. Uh, another passage. The safest loans, my token box tells me, are those whose possessions are more value than a loan day desire. The safest loans, my token box tells me, are those whose possessions are of more value than the loan they desire. Okay? On loans like those, I am assured that my gold will be returned with the rental thereon, for the loan is based on property. There is going to be a lot of great passages out of The Richest Man in Babylon. But my favorite chapter is the gold lender of Babylon. There's going to be a lot of great passages out of the Black Equity Podcast. But one of my favorite conversations of all time is the gold lender with Keith Rich, the founder and CEO of Rich Financial. I'm DJ Motri of Black Equity Network. And welcome to the Black Equity equity podcast. <laughs>
All right, we are back for another great episode of Black Equity Podcast. And I'm really excited for our audience to hear about this journey into the private finance space. I I believe everyone in our community needs to know this individual. And uh, without further ado, I am going to introduce Keith Rich. He is the founder and CEO of Rich Financial. Welcome to Black Equity Podcast. Hey, DJ. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, man. It's good to be here. Definitely, man. Thank you for taking time out to speak with us today. For those who don't know who you are, just tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. Okay, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, DJ, as you mentioned, my name is Keith Rich, uh, CEO and owner of Rich Financial. And we are an independent uh, finance brokerage. Um, I work with uh, business owners, real estate investors, uh, to help them secure the funding that they need for either their operations um, or their acquisitions. Uh, just a little bit about me. Uh, originally, I'm from New York. Um, been living in Atlanta for uh, about 12 years. Um, uh, went to high school, went to uh, college in Atlanta. Uh, Morehouse College, um, Georgia State University. Then I got my uh, my MBA at Mercer University. Okay. So that's kind of how I got my start uh, and then transitioned into the, the finance space. Now, I could be, this is way off subject. Is Mercer in Macon? Great question. So the the main campus of uh, Macon is, or of Mercer is in Macon. Okay. Um, but they have graduate programs that are actually in Atlanta. Okay. So like the pharmacy program, the uh, MBA program, those are in Atlanta, but the undergraduate, uh, the main college is in Macon. So let me ask this, and you might've said this already, so I apologize for repeating ourselves. Um, did, was your studies related around the same world in which you're operating in now? Um, no. So in that program, it's, you know, your general accounting, your general finance, uh, general economics, your marketing, um, stuff like that. I mean, you have your investing classes, but, you know, it, it, it takes real world experience, um, you know, to actually be, uh, be presented with those type of opportunities. So what happens after you go through the traditional route of college, grad school, and you're, you're going down a certain path, what happens to where you gain this real world experience and now you are in this private financing space? What, what, what was the shift or how did you get into this space? Great question. So um, actually started back in undergrad. So in undergrad at, uh, at Georgia State, um, I was actually a biology major. Um, However, you know, I've always worked jobs in school, uh, helped pay my own way. And one of the jobs uh, that I was doing at the time was a tax preparer. So uh, I studied tax, studied accounting on my own. Um, I got my own clients and started helping them uh, prepare taxes. Back in high school, uh, my father taught me how to prepare taxes. So uh, that's my first little taste of the financial services space. Um, 
And then while I was getting my MBA, I worked at an insurance and investment firm. Uh, it's a subsidiary of John Hancock. It's called Innovative Financial Group. Um, and that's where I first started getting my insurance licenses uh, and then some of my securities licenses. After graduation, um, uh, my first real job in the industry was as a stockbroker. Uh, so I was a stockbroker at E-Trade Financial, um, mostly working with uh, day traders, people that, you know, they're, they're trading in and out of positions every day, uh, as well as high net worth investors. Um, people that are, you know, uh, putting large trades in their accounts. So that was my initial start into the industry. Um, you want me to fast forward from there, or what do you want to? Talk well, you, well, you entered into the industry. I guess, I guess, I guess we are about to fast forward. So, how do you move from that to then launching your own company? And and what people are going to learn in this episode, you are dealing. Uh, with some high-level uh, opportunities for business owners and investors currently. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering, how did, was it a was it a mindset shift? What allowed you to get to that that level playing field that we, that you're on now? Well, so I kind of got an entrepreneurial bug, so to speak, um, while I was at Edward Jones okay. and. Um, while I was at Edward Jones, um, I was uh, uh, supervising financial advisors. So there was about 120 financial advisors um, in Minnesota and Iowa that I had to supervise their operations. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I had to do um, was monitor trades uh, in their client accounts, um, make sure that you know, everything is on the up and up as far as commission goes, uh, nothing I'll put the firm's reputation, um, you know, in a negative light. And while doing that, what I noticed is the clients that had the most money um, and the, the most assets in their accounts, all of their occupations uh, were business owners. Mm. So it was one day in particular, um, you know, I'm just doing my job. I'm, I'm looking through accounts, uh, seeing if there's any red flags in this client account. It had, uh, it was about $25 million liquid in the account. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm 27 at the time. I'm, I'm thinking, Hey, you know, I'm working a, a, a desk job now I'm getting this salary, but you know, based on this trend, if you really want to make uh, a lot of money, entrepreneurship, um, is the way to go. When I first came across this idea of entrepreneurship, I realized, oh my goodness, we're, we're being groomed, at least in undergrad and grad school, even in grad school, scary, because my, my graduate degree is in acquisitions. And you would think in the acquisition space that you would be learning how to acquire, yeah. right? You would, you would think. But even in grad school, they're still grooming you to work for someone else. Yeah. And so you, you peeped around the corner, you saw something going on, $25 million of uh, liquidity, and you realize, okay, these business owners have uh, unlimited potential, yeah. unlimited uh, opportunity. And so you said, well, I need to get on the right side. Yep. 
Yeah, so absolutely. What, what was the next step once you once you realized that? So, you know, after that, um, I decided, okay, how do I do this? Uh, because, you know, when, when you're in the fire, you're like, okay, you're working the nine to five. You know, at the time, the salary was comfortable. You know, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't hurting, but I realized that if I want to achieve my goals, I'm going to have to learn a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like you said, what they teach you in school it's mostly, you know, they want you to be a manager. They want you to supervise somebody else's business. So I had to figure out, okay, how am I going to run my own business? And so, you know, I started networking with, um, uh, with different brokerages who offered, uh, financial services. So, uh, alternative finance and space. And so, you know, I like that model because, you know, I can work with clients in, in different states, no matter where it was. It wasn't as restrictive as, you know, the institutional banks where, you know, you work with your local community and that's your book of business. Or even, you know, in most cases, the securities business where, okay, I'm licensed in, in these states and this is where my clients are. Um, in the alternative financing space, Typically, you can work with people across the country. Um, so that allows you to uh, have the opportunity to scale a business. And then at that point, it's just, okay, uh, uh, amount of sales you get times uh, the commission. So now we're, we're, we're at where you are now. At least we're at the beginning stages in your story of where you are today. So what exactly are the services in which you provide with your company? Good question. Good question. So uh, I'm an independent finance broker. Mm -hmm. So uh, work with personal financing, business financing, and real estate investment financing. Um, So just to name some of the programs, uh, I do personal loans, um, uh, business lines of credit, uh, business bridge loans, um, merchant cash advances, equipment financing, uh, invoice factoring, private financing, hard money loans. Um, so pretty much, you know, whatever type of funding clients need, uh, you know, they can probably fit in somehow with, with some type of product. Okay. So you're on Black Equity Podcast. So let's go into the business uh, financing side. And I guess we can also touch on the real estate financing side. Obviously, people have heard the other uh, opportunities as well. So if they're interested in those, they can reach out and ask more about those. Uh, for a business owner, why are your services or how can your services be valuable to a business owner? So the, the first part is accessibility. So uh, first thing I would tell people, always go to your local banks if you need financing. Go to your bank first. Um, Typically, banks charge the lowest rates. However, a lot of times, you know, banks are really rigid um, in their qualification process. So, you know, a lot of times I even have bankers that I work with um, that refer me their clients, they can't get approved because you know the restrictions are so heavy in banking so 
clients can come to me and there's different ways that they can qualify. So uh, you can qualify with either uh, good credit. Um, there's programs you can um, meet minimum qualifications for as long as you have a 700 credit score uh, minimum on all three agencies. Or uh, you can qualify uh, through cash flow. So if your business revenues are at least uh, $200,000 per year uh, and you own a home, uh, there's a loan program that you can qualify for that way. Or uh, collateral. In some cases, you know, real estate can be used as, as collateral if you have equity. Um, or if you have money sitting on the sidelines and you need to leverage that uh, and you have 15% uh, of the loan amount that you need, you can qualify that way. As long as your deal uh, has some type of collateral that the lender would, um, uh, would consider sufficient. Okay, so how long does that process take? I reach out to you, I'm a business owner, I realize that your services are exactly what I need, but I'm on a little bit of a time constraint or I want something done in a certain time frame. What's a realistic expectation that if I did have everything in place, that I would be looking at that, that financing uh, coming to the company? Good question. So it's gonna depend on the, the loan product, right? Now there's some products where uh, you can apply one week and then you can be funded by the end of the week. Okay, there's term loans, lines of credit, merchant cash advances, uh, that could fund really within a week, uh, two weeks maximum. Um, real estate financing, uh, usually that could take three to four weeks, um, possibly longer if we're talking private financing, uh, you know, deals over, let's say two or three million, um, you're looking at uh, 30 to 60 days. Okay. Does the size of my business matter uh, to you when you're, when you're putting uh, this package together? Should I only approach you if I have a certain size business? And if so, what size business would that be? Great question. So um, there's no minimum business revenue because okay. uh, even startups can qualify based on their credit. So if you're looking to start up a business, you don't have any revenue yet, but you have a, uh, a credit score over 700 on all three agencies, you can still qualify uh, for business lines of credit. Um, also in some cases, you may qualify for private financing as well, um, as long as you have some capital to put down. So whether you're just starting out or whether you're uh, an established business owner, um, with revenue coming in, uh, you know, there's loan programs that you can qualify for. I think that's an important conversation to put a pin in because I, I believe a lot of people in our community feel, well, there's no need for me to reach out to Keith. I, I don't have anything to offer. I have nothing of value. I have this really great idea. I have this really great company, but maybe my revenues aren't where they need to be. And you're saying there could be an opportunity here. At least let's have the conversation to see where we can go with this. Am I understanding Ab that correctly? 
Absolutely, because, you know, I've seen people that, um, you know, they're newer business owners, they can't qualify based on revenue, and they can't even qualify based on their own credit score. But, you know, they have a partner or a relative that can co-sign for them. They can also qualify through somebody else's uh, strong credit. So I've seen that as well. What has been your experience uh, as some of the, the main reasons why a business owner or investor would not qualify working with you? Um, low credit. Uh, if their uh, business banking statements are always showing negative balances um, or there's a lot of overdraft, uh, lenders don't want to finance those type of deals because they think, you know, those business owners are more risky uh, or they may default. Um, and then also, when you're working with the private financing deals, where it's just one individual high net worth investor financing the deal, um, it, it, it's kind of a personal thing as well. Uh, because it's not an institution, it's, it's one man or woman financing the deal. So if they don't like you or, you know, they think they can't trust you, character comes into it as well. You know, a deal, a deal could be dead based off of that. Ah, so now we walked into another uh, subject because a lot of people think, well, if I got the money and I got this and I got yeah. that, I'm good to go. No. But yet their character doesn't necessarily support uh, the path that they're trying to take. What I am hearing is character truly matters in this world. Character matters. And I'll tell you why. Um, I mean, me personally, I've turned down deals, uh, you know, just because of the person. If I can't trust them, I don't want to work with them. Um, but not only me, the investor financing the deal. I've, you know, worked on transactions where the investor just did not trust the person. They lied to them. They caught them in lies. Um, you know, before they even got to the table. So character matters, you know, you, you want to be honest and, you know, uh, uh, respect the person that's financing the deal. You know, I, I'm in it to help the clients, the lenders, they're already rich, you know, <laughs> they're doing the deals to help the clients. So, you know, just, just keep that in mind. Could you give us a, a sneak peek behind the curtain who are these lenders? Where are they coming from? Uh, you know, you don't have to get no names out or anything. Yeah. But who, who, who am I receiving this money from? Who, where are these people, uh, where are they existing from to be able to work alongside you? So a lot of these private investors, um, uh, geographically, they're uh, across the globe. So... Mm -hmm. um, I know there's one in New York um, that we work pretty closely with. Uh, this gentleman, he, he's actually a brother, um, black dude, uh, and his background is in financial services. So uh, he was a, a financial advisor. So people from the finance background, um, men and women. So, you know, some of these ladies have money as well. Uh, but, you know, it, it just varies. Your experience coming into this world, when you were sitting there at uh, Edward Jones, could you ever imagine that you would be working 
you know, with your own company, working with these high net individuals globally, and then helping business owners and investors. And of course, we talked about the personal side as well, uh, the personal uh, financing as well. Could you ever imagine that you would be able to do all the things that, that you're doing right now back then? Well, you know, I've had experience in the past working with high net worth clients, mm-hmm. um, you know, through, through the brokerages and the banks. So that wasn't new, but what was new is um, uh, starting my own brokerage. Right. So, you know, usually most people, they work with a, you know, either a bank uh, uh, or, you know, a brokerage firm like Edward Jones or, you know, uh, uh, Merrill Lynch, something like that. But at the time I was still in the uh, kind of in the nine to five mindset, like, you know, I graduated, you're supposed to get the corporate job, right? You're supposed to hit supervisor management and just keep climbing. And, you know, that was my mindset at the time. But then as I was working in that environment and I was seeing all of these uh, investment accounts and I noticed, you know, the, the ones with the, the largest amount of assets were all business owners. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, you know, that's the trend. I need to figure out the rest. So there's going to be an opportunity for business owners and investors who are listening to this episode in the show notes right now, they can uh, click on the link and that will then take them to your website. What do they do at that point? What exactly is that going to take them and uh, kind of walk us through the process um, for those who are interested in collaborating and working with you? Sure. Sure. So uh, after they click on the link, um, what they're going to do, they're going to come to the website uh, and they'll be able to click on the button. It's, it's called Get Started. And they'll just fill out a simple lead form uh, with their contact information, uh, a little bit of information about their business, how much capital they're looking for, credit score, uh, business revenue. And once that's submitted, I'll receive that information. Um, once I get that, uh, I'll reach out to the client at the time they stated was best for them. Uh, and we'll do a business funding assessment. Uh, just ask a few questions, learn a bit more about the business, and see which loan program um, they may qualify for. And then at that point, uh, go ahead and request the necessary documents and get the application submitted for approval. Now, what are those ranges? I know earlier we talked about, you know, there's not necessarily a minimum of revenues. Uh, but what are the, the minimum amounts of financing and what are the maximum or is there a maximum to the financing? Good question. So the minimums, I mean, client can get approved for $10,000, you know, uh, and also with the lines of credit, you know, you can draw five, $10,000 from those personal mm-hmm. loans. I mean, that can go as low as, as 5,000. Okay. Um, now on the larger side, uh, on the private financing, usually that starts around two to three million, um, and then there's no real cap on that. Now, for those who are interested, we also have another episode together over on how to acquire podcasts, where we are actually going to be talking about how to acquire 
private financing. So if you're interested in hearing that conversation, that link will also be in the show notes as well. Uh, Keith, before we head out, are there any final thoughts that you have for business owners and investors who are interested in entering into um, this space as far as working with you and collaborating with you? What should they know before they uh, reach out and go down this road with you? So the first thing is, you know, don't limit yourself. A lot of people think um, maybe they, they can't qualify just based on, um, you know, their own credit or maybe their own business revenue. Um, but like I was saying previously, you can still get funded using somebody else as a co-signer. Um, so I would recommend for anybody, if you need funding, uh, just go ahead. You can reach out to me. We can have a conversation. Uh, see what you may qualify for. Um, I'm on Instagram. Feel free to follow me there. Uh, my handle is uh, Keith, my first name, underscore, financial, underscore, consultant. Uh, reach me on IG. Um, uh, you can add me on LinkedIn. Or if you want to talk uh, about finance, even marketing, um, feel free to give me a call. My number is 678-810-2299. I appreciate you coming on Black Equity Podcast to alert us of this opportunity for business owners and investors within our community. Uh, you are a preferred uh, partner with Black Equity Podcast. And so we thank you so much for taking time out to speak with us today. Hey, DJ, I appreciate your time, man. It's been great. Thank you. All right. Take care. What a fascinating conversation with Keith Rich of Rich Financial. If you are a business owner, if you are a business investor, if you are a real estate owner, a real estate investor, and you want access to private financing, you want access to uh, business credit, if you want access to business loans, if you want access, 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 I want you to talk to our gold lender. There's going to be a link in our show notes. I want you to use that link and head over uh, to uh, Rich Financial and learn about what they have to offer. Go ahead and follow the directions that they have in there for you on the website. And if everything is where it needs to be, I want to hear your success story with our gold lender. What type of project did you work on? What was the size of the project? And will you continue to come back to the gold lender? Now, if you want more information about today's guest, email us at blackequitynetwork at gmail.com and make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share this podcast. This is an episode that you're going to want to hear. And guess what? Here's a secret. This is just part one. We have a second part of the Gold Lender coming soon. I'm DJ Motri of the Black Equity Network. And welcome, 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 welcome to Black Equity Podcast.